Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is MG. So, look, one of the things that I use to protect my home is Ring Alarm. You guys know I'm filming this podcast here in Atlanta. I live in New York. I'm traveling all over the country. So what gives me protection and peace of mind is Ring Alarm, knowing that my family is safe and secure even when I'm not home. All right. Ring Alarm is powerful. It's an affordable home security system that you can easily install yourself. Ring Alarm works seamlessly with other Ring products to protect every corner of your home inside and out. And best of all, it all works together in one simple app. With Ring, you can keep an eye on your home from anywhere, right from your phone. If something is happening at your home, somebody orders food, somebody rings your bell, the mailwoman comes, Ring Alarm is going to let you know. It's the peace of mind and comfort at any time knowing your home is protected. So we're going to give you guys a special offer today to protect your home from anywhere, anytime with Ring Alarm. I need you guys right now to go to ring.com slash gym, G-E-M. Ring.com slash gym for a special offer on a Ring security system kit today. You can build the system that's right for you for your home and have it up and running in minutes. That's ring.com slash gym. That's ring.com slash gym. Tell them MG sent you. Peace. We're back. Another episode of Ranted Gems Real Estate Podcast. Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire here in the metro Atlanta area, license number 317576. And today we have Alexis Lee here. Yes. She is all things real estate. Tell the people who you are and what you have going on. 
Yeah, Alexis Lee Real Estate, do, license number 344288. I just felt Come like on. I just want to join in with y'all. I said, let me throw my license number exactly. out there. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a real estate investor, full-time flipper, Airbnb host, and I build properties as well. So, Look, first of all, thank you for being here because this was a last minute. Again, no when God throws you lemons, you're going to do what? Lemonade. Make lemonade. So thank you for um, being here no um, today. We appreciate that. And um, first question of the night, when did you fall in love with real estate? When did I fall in love with real estate? I say I probably, so when I started and when I fell in love is probably about 10 years apart. So I started buying properties in 2006. I bought my first home. Terrible transaction. I just sold it last week. Um, I had, anybody knows about those arm loans. I had a terrible arm loan, and then I lost all the value in my property. Um, I think I bought it for almost $200,000. Uh, in 2009, the townhomes were selling for $37,000. Yeah. Oh, my Hard. God. So, you know how that feels, right? Yes. Oh. So um, I rented it out. I stayed in it for two years. I rented it out, and I continued to do that, like, and it wasn't like, oh, I knew everything about real estate. It was that I just couldn't be still. So I would buy a house, live in it for two years, rent it out, buy a house, live in it for two years, rent it out. And I did that four or five times. Mm. And so house hacking. I, yeah, I really was. And I looked up and I was like, oh, I got five houses and I'm 20 and still in my 20s. Right. And so um, that was I did that over the course of 10 years. And then I had my daughter. Um, we moved into a house and I was in another industry. I sold hair. Um, I had three hair stores. We had like 36 employees. I was still working my corporate job, making six figures nice. and owning my hair stores. And I was depressed, miserable. I was broke. Mm. I had homes. I didn't have any money. Um, so I was like almost probably at rock bottom. And then somebody decided to drive a car through one of our stores to rob, pretty much rob us. Damn. And then one of my employees, um, we had security, but then somebody was coming in trying to rob. And I was just like, I can't sleep at night. Like, this, something's got to give. Like, I can't keep doing this. So um, I sold my hair business to my um, business partner. So all of my shares um, still kept my corporate job. And I sold my primary residence in 2016. Me and my daughter moved into my parents' basement. I sold one of my properties. I, was, I had two properties then. So in 2016, I said, I'm going to do something different. I was on an auction site. Me and my family was on a vacation. And I was bidding. Did not even think I was going to win, right? Didn't think I was going to win. I won. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> just got real real right just got real 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 quick um only person i even knew with money and then i had to pay cash for it because i'm on the auction site like what was i doing right you know what I'm <laughs> uh, was my mom she said i'm loan you this money and when i'm when i tell you i'm not playing in three months i better have my money back and i'm not playing with you with interest mm -hmm. It's the interest for me. Oh, yeah. She don't play. She still don't play about her money. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Now I kind of mess with her and I, I write up contracts in, con in crayon and marker just to make, make her <laughs> upset because she make me write contracts, but whatever. Um, she loaned me and my dad the money. 
we renovated the property. It took us three weeks. I listed it because I had my license. I listed it. We got an all cash offer. We closed seven days later and I made $18,000. And that was the day I fell in love. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I think this is what I might be supposed to be doing. I don't know 100% yet, right? I don't know if it's my purpose yet, but I think this is my path for right now. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I started flipping properties. And um, to this day, I've lost money. You know, everything hasn't been as profitable as I wanted to be. I never had a, took a negative on a property, but I made $5,000 and that wasn't worth it for me. But, you know, you know, it's part of the game. Um, but that's when I fell in love with it. And I've been flipping ever since, building my portfolio. In 2016, when I moved in my parents' basement with my daughter, I had two properties at the time. And from then, I said, you know what? I'm going to continue to work my corporate job while I'm flipping. All my flip money, I reinvested. So every time I flipped a property, I bought another property to hold. Mm. I went to Detroit. I bought six properties up there. And so in five years, I built my portfolio from two properties to 26 properties. Nice. Wow. Nice. You know, working my full-time job. So I always tell people, I just left my full-time job in December. Mm. So, 2020, yeah. December 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I'm just now full-time self-employed. And I've been flipping. I've been working full-time. Um, you know, you just figure out single mom. But when you're, you're focused and you're dedicated and you're determined, you figure out a way to make it happen. And I always just did. I always still do. And it's just when you say, you know what, I want better for my children. I want better for my life. You know, it's something in you that kind of just shifts where it's like, look, this go time. I ain't worried about no dudes. I ain't worried about none of that. I'm worried about strictly head down. I'm going to stay in this basement. Ain't nobody going to take me up out of here. And I'm going to invest all my money into building my portfolio. Mm. And that's what I did. Sacrifice. Yeah. So many people want to skip the process. So for you... When you were living in your parents' basement, you're like, well, I own houses. Like, I could just go live in my own. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just easily been like, I could live in my own house. But you were able to see the forest through the trees. Like, you're like, yeah. no, I want to focus on. How did, how did you come up with that plan? And what was your plan to say? When you moved into the basement, what was your initial plan yep. to create your portfolio? And one more question. Mm-hmm. How did you start to, like, start investing out of state? Because that's so scary for most people. Yeah. Like, I can't go drive it. You know, mm-hmm. I can't just see it anytime. Yeah, I did, though. I did. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I, I did. I caught a flight. Go ahead. Let yeah, I caught a flight. I went up there multiple times and spent four days. All I did, me and my friend, me and my girlfriend, we both bought a bunch of properties in Detroit. We took all their tax lien lists. This is all you got to do. We took the tax lien list. We narrowed it down to the zip codes we wanted. We drove around and looked at every property in that zip code, took a picture of it with a Polaroid camera, wrote the name of it so we knew what we were bidding on or Mm. what we wanted to bid on. We would spend three days at a time up there, and that's all we did all day long was ride around looking at property. So people just think, well, I don't know what to do. Well, go on up there, ride around, look at the properties, figure out what you want to buy. It's not rocket science. All it is is actual execution. That's all. Mm. See, people don't want to execute. Execution mm. over excuses. Yes. Mm. People don't want to yes. execute. People don't want to put in the word. Do you think I really wanted to go to Detroit and ride around for three days in a little small ass rental car? <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but we did, you mm, know? Yeah. And yeah. now properties that I paid $2,000 for, $1,500 for, people are calling me, asking me, already offering me, oh, I'll pay you $34. I'll, I'll pay you $40. I'm like, it ain't for sale. 
I almost sold one, but no, it's not for sale. Mm. Yeah. Damn, sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. it is. No excuses. Yeah. And then, you know, I had that in my parents' basement because it's like, when you when you down there and it's cold because <laughs> we had the heat. We got heat. My parents got nice house though. They got heat. But it don't come down there good. Yeah, it never, yeah. Come, no, nothing, never comes to the basement good. You don't hit good. the basement good. <laughs> so when you down there and it's cold as hell and I work down there too, right? So I got my space heaters going. I... Just in my head, I was just like, when I leave here, when I leave this basement, I'm not going to ever have to come back and live here because I'm already going to set myself and my child up. I'm going to sacrifice now. I'm going to do it right now. Like, there ain't no, ain't no, we ain't coming back here. I'm not, I'm not house hacking no more. I'm going, I'm not leaving here until my account and my portfolio and all my investments, they look right. Mm. And um, I did that, but then I decided I wanted to build my house, right? And it was a, it's a great deal. It's still a great deal, but I put more money into it than I, I really needed to. Um, but wait a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. before we get to before the house, because we oh, okay. we're going to get to the house soon. So we're going to get to the, the new construction part of it. Um, but let's, so we already talked about you're living in the basement. That was your motivation. So it's kind of like, let me put myself in an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. So that way I know I can be clear with my vision. Yeah. So let's, this is, since you already touched on Detroit and you went out there, when you got this list and you had this plan for Detroit, Mm -hmm. did you know it? Like what were like steps? Like tell someone if you're going to, if you can do it all over again, if you're going to invest out of state, what are four steps they should take to invest out of state? Yeah. One very important. Find somebody local in that market. That's my. That was my first thing. I had some friends from college. I went to Hampton University. Shout out. Um, Shout out to HBCUs. Yes. And the number one HBCU. But you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't know about that one, but um, <laughs> you know, that's up for debate. At time. <laughs> but I call. I pull. I called up some of my friends, and um, one of my homegirls was like, "Yeah, you know, her dad did construction in Detroit. They're from Detroit." So she had already had two quads next to each other going. And I was like, oh, how you pick these up? Like, how'd you get this? She threw me to play. Oh, tax deed sale. Went to the tax, tax foreclosure sale. Yeah. She was like, you know, but you got to, got to, you got to know the neighborhoods. So then I was like, all right, bet. What I'm going to do is I'm flying up there. Can I just stay with you? Can I just, can you just ride me around for the weekend? Whatever I pay you, you know what I'm saying? Straight thing you got to pay me. I ride you around, show you everything. I show you my property. I'll, I'll introduce you to my subs and everything. And that's what I did. But it was about one, making the connection, two, actually going to actually understand the markets for myself. Because just because she wanted it to invest in one area doesn't mean that's necessarily what I wanted to invest at. As we were riding around, I saw other areas of Detroit that me, my investor, had clicked on. Was like, dang, I like it over here. Like, mm. dang, I see this turning. Oh, dang, she dropped me off at the hotel. Let me go take my rental car right around. Like, oh, who that walking that dog? I want some other people over here. Mm. Oh, I think this is where I want to, this is where I'm buying at, you know? And then I started picking up lots because I thought it was important. Every year, I buy my daughter a lot. I buy her a lot every year. So she she has lots in her portfolio. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm going to start picking up lots. But then I started looking at the neighborhood like, determining what my criteria was. That's number three. Determine what your criteria be because it's overwhelming if you try to do everything, 
right? And you say, oh, God, it's just so many, it's so dilapidated. It's so much here. It's so there. It's so widespread. It's wide, right? It's kind of like Atlanta. It's just, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more dense. It's so many houses. Yes. Right? So honing in on where I wanted to be at, making the connections there. And then four was making sure I had the finances. Just like a Detroit and a Cleveland, you might not get the ARV if you put the money into it. You might not be able to pull that money out. Mm -hmm. So what is your execution strategy? Am I just going to buy turnkey? Am I going to buy and hold? And that's what I do. I pick up properties. All I do is board them up and I hold them. I don't renovate them. I don't rent them out. So I'm investing my money for the long term there. I pay my taxes and that's it. I'm not attempting to renovate the properties and rent them out in Detroit. My game plan, and it's just mine. I have friends that renovate and and um, put tenants in them. My game plan is to hold and I'm going to sell off at some point. I don't know what that point is, but right now I know it's working for me because things I bought for $2,000, $2,500, i am already getting $30,000, $40,000. And what I did was study and figure out where that area was that they were going to be funding development. So I bought where they were going to start renovating. The city was going to be putting money into first. Any market I do that, I tell people, listen, you want to come to Atlanta because y'all think it's cheaper. Cool. Come on to Atlanta, right? <laughs> uh, we laughing because yeah, we, was we like, know. That was like yeah. six years ago, Atlanta. Yeah, so, yeah. So we like, what? <laughs> but people still want to come, you know, we're relative. We're relative. Cheap relative. Cheaper. But I tell people, you want to come to Atlanta? Oh, well, because I heard you can get something for like 100000 and yeah. And that's relative to them, you know, unlike to other markets. Cool. But what you need to do is find out where are people developing? Right. Yes. Here's my here's a gym because this rancid gym. I'm going to throw one out there to you where people are developing at is not where you want to go. Not Mm. at all. Speak on this. I don't want to be where anybody is developing, wherever the city is. Actually, people are actually developing now. I don't want to be there. I got to be two plays ahead Two. right. So where are they going to be developing in 10 years? Next. What's what's next? Not now. Not. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Even three to five, what's the next 10 years? Because now I can go in, I can pick up stuff, I can hold on to it, rent it out. And then when they come in and start developing, bam, there's my equity because I don't buy for equity. I don't. Yeah. You buy for cash flow. I buy for cash flow. And the equity is a bonus. So let me pick areas that cash flow really good. It's going to give me some good return on my cash flow. And that in 10 years, the equity play is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a gem. Long term. And, and we know long-term that. Long term investment. Yes. You're not looking at nothing for short term. Mm-mm. No, I don't care unless I'm flipping. If I'm flipping, then that's different play. But if I'm, I'm really because like I, I feel like here, like this is the thing. Like flipping is cool, right? You get liquid cash very quickly. I don't mind flipping. It's cool if it's a quick little thing. I'll get in and out. But like where I'm at now is not where I was five years from now. My now, my point now is building wealth. And nobody, if you flip, if you wholesale, great, you're going to have liquid cash, but that is not how you build wealth, period. You have to hold on to some real estate. Have to. You got to hold on to yeah, it. Yeah, 100% agree. It's a gem. You yeah. got to have it. Yeah. Earn income versus passive. Yes. You know, and I think yes. people don't realize that. You know, I know a lot of people that flip all day long. How many properties you own? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't own none. You like, don't own why? nothing. Like, because if the market changes... Like your earned income is now gone. Exactly. You, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's very key. And I think your strategy is perfect. Like you said, if you flip, you was buying a rental. Every flip, I bought a rental. And buying a rental and still using that cash to re-up on the next flip yep. to con- continue to build your, your portfolio. Yeah, because I buy I buy in all markets, but I buy South oh, Georgia. Know. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> I saw a house she had and I said, I know this house. Like my husband's from Forsyth, Georgia. Now, most people don't even know what that is. So I'll just, re- re- let me reference making and uh-huh. then go, pa- go past that. Yep. So it's like, when she when you had a house way down there, I said, oh, she buy anywhere. Yep. Like, she, gonna put, she goes wherever the mm-hmm. money play is. And that's so important because, of course, like for me, I'll like look at, like, we can't, we cannot deny that anything within the, like for any metro area, like inside the city of Atlanta, inside the city of New York, inside the city of Detroit, there's going to be, Lots of cash flow in in appreciation. It is right. Mm-hmm. Yes, but may, maybe it's too expensive, or maybe it's mm-hmm. better to go somewhere that is untapped. Yeah. So, how do you determine these untapped markets when you are looking around? And you know, for people that want to invest in Atlanta, just name about three of your hot, just three, not all, just three of the best I don't hot mind spots that are not saturated. Because you know see, why? I can't even breathe. Because most people ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna want to do it. Mm. They ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna do it. I, I tell you. <laughs> That's a challenge. That's a challenge, y'all. Come back and let us know. It is. Because I feel like I'm not worried about telling nobody what markets I'm in. I don't care about telling people exactly how to do it. I will give you the playbook. I'll give you A to Z. Because I know nine out of ten people will not execute. Agreed. Period. Agreed. And that's just the truth. Not that I don't want you to succeed. I do. I give it because I want everybody to be great. I want you to be great. I want you to be able to have the freedom that I have because I didn't always have it. And I was, you know, when I was working corporate and rehabbing, when I tell you, I was like, yo, 
as I was seeing my portfolio build, every other now and then I would hear that ping and be like, man, fuck <laughs> hold on, Alexis. Hold on. The day is coming, but it ain't the day. So you hold on, because my daughter tuition twelve thousand a year. Hold on, okay? Yeah. So it was just like you know, you you start doing that, but that's why I be like, I want everybody to have the same freedom. I want everybody to feel the freedom. It's it's a great thing for me to be able to say, you know what? I ain't doing that project because I ain't got to do it. I ain't got to do it. I ain't got to do nothing. My bills are going to get paid because my rental income is going to come in. And even if the rental income don't come in, I still got it. Mm. Period. You know, it's a freedom of not having that. I don't I don't care. But with that, the money actually does flow more. It does. The money comes more. Yeah. So you let know? me ask you. I'm glad you brought up your, your rental. I'm going to tell you all the places. Wait so. for the three places. Oh, oh. oh, three places. Oh, three my places. bad. Yo. No, sir. Yeah, yeah. They had the pin out. Because I can go and keep it up. I promise you, I can talk about real estate all day. Oh, I know. I can go. I can go. I can go. All right, um, so tell us the three places. I, I want to, I wanna, I'm curious myself. East Point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hateville. Hateville. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hateville is next. Yeah. What the hell is Hateville? I guess it would say by East Point. It's, not, it's right. It's, like, it's adjoining to East yeah, Point. Sorry, it's literally four minutes from the airport. And mm. no, no, that's other the other side, side. of town. <laughs> yeah. Look, so, the zip code people here. No, the other side. <laughs> right. East Point, Hapeville, College Park. College Park. There you go. That's the top three. That's my three right now. I actually, my Airbnbs are in. East Point and Hayville. I got one more. I'm standing up right now. Hopefully it'll be, if my couch come in, it'll be up next week. Um, and look, my joints stay booked, big. They stay booked, right? And everybody's like, you're not in Atlanta. Don't worry about that. They stay booked. Yeah. I'm running 90, 95% occupancy, you know, on my Airbnbs. It's because you ain't got to be by everybody. You got to be by things. True. You know? Like by the airport. I'm three minutes from the airport. And and, and most of my reviews are like, dang, it was close to the airport. It's right there. So then when I add in the Turo play to it, right? Guess what? Mm, You want to rent my car? You're moving too quick. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's take it. This is about to get good. Okay, first of all, y'all, are you recognizing we're talking to a master investor here, right? Yeah. All right, so we're, we were trying to put her in the box. She said, no, I'm about to give y'all more gain than you thought. <laughs> so, all right, so now let's talk about your Airbnb play. Yeah, so I'm in East Point in Hayville. I had one in Atlanta. We're sell- it was a family home I own with my um, brother and my dad. My brother is completely over that house, so we're selling it because I saw it. He can't take it no more. We had a... Um, and this here, the things come up, right, uh, with properties. Our neighbor, our sewer, in, a, in a, this is city of Atlanta, you know, they a mess. See, you see my fingers? Yeah. <laughs> our sewer didn't tap into the main line, right? This Ooh. might be too detailed. But it cut through our neighbor's yard to a manhole, right? To an illegal manhole, but the city authorized it. <laughs> but now the city said, no, you got to tap into the main line because... Our neighbor decided to cut the line because she wanted to put grass down. So they cut our sewer line. So what does that mean? Oh, the sewer's backing up into the house. Yeah. All right. So that means now we have to reroute our sewer from this property. This is how things can go wrong and be very costly. We owned the property for two years. This is not something that just happened when we just bought it. We owned it for two years and then this came up. So now we had to run our sewer, get a special permit, cut into the street because 
guess what? City of Atlanta doesn't have a tap right in front of our house. So now we got to go down the street, but you got to get a special permit to, to cut through the street. All right. To the tune of $30,000. Damn. So you got to have some kind of reserve. What would you do if you didn't have it? Can't be, can't be house rich and cash poor. Nope. $30,000 it cost us just to fix that. So then my brother was like, sell this house. It's done. I'm over it. Done. <laughs> so it's out of here. We're getting, we're getting that off our portfolio. But we bought in 2018 for so low, right? And I put a little, did a little rental on it. And now we're probably sitting on, I mean, a six figures of, of over six figures of equity. Probably that'll be our profit when we sell over. Nice. Mm, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So let's go back to the Airbnb. And then you tip in the Turo play because everybody wants to talk about Turo. So since you brought it up, this is a real estate podcast. But truth be told, when you bundle things, like yeah. Yeah. when you bundle with Airbnb, when people bundle in, that's how they make the most money. You know, yes. you give me a little breakfast, give me a car, mm-hmm. give me everything yeah. I need. I'm on the way out. So tell people how yeah, you're using the upsell of Turo, which and tell people what Turo is. Yeah. And then how you're using that to really make your Airbnbs prof- more profitable. Yep. So I'm testing right now the Turo play with one of my Airbnbs. And that's me offering the rental car with the unit. Okay. And so, one, I need somewhere to park my Turo cars, right? And my Airbnbs are right by the airport. So it makes perfect sense for me to park my Turo cars in front of my Airbnbs, right? So with that, now it's already parked there. Don't worry about renting a car and driving to my place. I already got their rental car for you. So I'm going to bundle in the Turo and Airbnb and do it just as package deals. It just makes it, you know, I get so many requests. Do you have rental cars? Do you have a car with it? Do you have a car with it? And I said, hold on. Am I losing out on money by not tapping into this play? And so I decided I'm, I'm testing it now. I'm going to bundle in Turo car with um, my Airbnbs. Mm. And so, and then, you know, if that works out, we're going to scale up on the Turo because my properties are so close. I can either I can do drop off in there, drop off right at my properties, drop off in front or on my street and then go pick up the properties from the cars from full there. Service. Mm-hmm. Full service. Full service. Give and so everything. Turo, for those that don't know what Turo is, tell them what Turo is. Yeah, it's pretty much like Airbnb for cars. You take your car and you rent it out. Um, you make money from it. And it doesn't have to be luxury vehicle. It's all levels of vehicles um, that you can do on Turo. Um, so it's just like Airbnb for cars. It's perfect. So with your, with your Airbnb business, right? Because everybody's talking Airbnb. You know, people are renting properties, don't mm-hmm. own them, mm-hmm. airbnb mm-hmm. them out, right? So there's a lot with Airbnb right now, especially here in, in this Georgia. You know, the rules are and the laws, they're trying to change everything here. Like, how are you navigating um, with these potential changes that's going to happen? Well, they changed I'll clear it up. I'll clear yeah. it up. I, I know that they changed it was it going, it's it already changed. It's going around social media that, they, that it's illegal. It's not true. Not one bit true. There are rules and regulations in place. And this is just for city of Atlanta. Every municipality has their own set of rules, right? So I've always had to register mine. That was my nothing new. But for city of Atlanta, they now require you starting September 1st, 2021. Um, you have to have it registered and you have to pay 8% hotel tax. Mm, so they want their money. They want the money, and that, yeah. that's really what the play. That's yeah. what it's about. That's all it's about. Because mm-hmm. because they're because hospitality is hospitality yeah. hospitality yeah. is suffering because of Airbnb. So they're making you register, but then it also helps homeowners because if you're renting a place, you can't register your rented place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do know that. 
Like, if you don't own it, you can't register it. So people that are renting places and turning around and Airbnb and then without the permission of the homeowner, what happens is if you do it enough and you get caught, they're going to find the homeowner. The homeowner will then know what you're doing with their property. Mm -hmm. So this is what I see a lot in these Airbnb groups. You ain't got to own. Maybe you don't need to own it, but somebody needs to disclose it. I'll tell you this. <laughs> like you gotta yeah, know. Let me, I'll tell you this. I think rental arbitrage, there is a space for it, right? And I think it does allow some people who want to get in on Airbnb who can't afford to purchase at this time a play in, right? It should never be a long-term play. And no one should ever, ever be teaching people to rent apartments in their personal names hmm. or even under the guise of corporate lease without getting consent from an apartment building, a condo building, or the homeowner. One, you're a scammer if you're teaching that. <clears throat> and I'm going to start calling them out on Instagram because... Please do. Because you know why? You're taking advantage. I just did a one-on-one -on -one session with a young lady, 19 years old, did that, paid $1,000 mm -hmm. to somebody who told them to put an apartment in their personal name. And guess what? She's trying to fight not to get an eviction on her credit. And now they are making her move into the apartment so she doesn't get an eviction. Yeah. Wow. She didn't plan on doing that. And she's in college. And she wasn't planning on moving into the apartment. And now she has to. So I'm like, listen, if anybody is teaching people that, you're a scammer. Mm. Two, it's not legal. You can get an eviction on your credit. And it's just not worth it. When really what you can do if you want to do rental arbitrage is put in the work. Period. Get you a list of homes that are for rent. Reach out to the homeowners and get permission. And if you join these Facebook, there's some Facebook groups. I see homeowners all the time posting in there. Hey, does anybody want an Airbnb? Yeah. I have a property that I'm looking to rent out and I'll let somebody do it on Airbnb. All you have to do is get permission, get it registered, pay yes. your hotel tax and you're good. Stop trying to take the shortcut, make this quick, easy money. That's what they really think. They think yeah, it's just microwave money and it's going to come real quick and it's going to be good. I can make a ton of money. And I know at least five or six people who have come to my classes who have been shut down doing that. Oh, wow. I, oh I've talked to people. They've called me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, you know, what you want? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what you want me to do? Because right? the thing about it is they're they're getting in trouble and they're like, oh gosh, like they didn't think it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it becomes a big deal because one thing about evictions and that's put me putting on my property management hat for my yes. property management, that will prevent you from a lot of things. Like Absolutely. that eviction is... I mean, it's the hardest thing to get off your credit because it's not just on your credit. It shows up on the magistrate office. It shows up at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. It shows up on the Lexus Nexus. These things show up on a back end thing that are not on the front end of your credit. Yeah. So do you really want that? Just like there are certain ways to do so. But this corporate lease scam that I'm that I'm hearing mm -hmm. about so often, it's like there's got to be a better way. Learn the right way. And then do it the right way. Yeah. And because so that way you're not holding, getting yourself wide open where it's like you're going to make all this money. You want to turn around and buy something or you want to turn around and do something else. And now it's holding you off from your plan mm -hmm. because you did things the wrong way. And now you have all these strikes against you, so to speak. Yeah. It's so, just not necessary. So give us three steps for someone who wants to start off an Airbnb. Yep. The, the right and legal way to start. Without there. buying. Without like, what's a good way to do it? Yeah. Like if you don't want to, I, I cannot afford. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. It's a buy, but I know I want an Airbnb. Yeah. What, are, what are some three steps? You can't buy. I want you to, one, set up an actual LLC. Then I want you to create an email template that you're going to put. And I tell people, be completely honest. Tell the homeowners, hey, I am looking to start short-term rentaling the, pro- the property, right? And this is what I'm going to do. What I can guarantee for you, though, is that I'm always going to carry insurance. Any platform that I book on is going to carry a million-dollar policy or more. That's going to make homeowners be like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm, I ain't got to be worried about any damages because you're going to have your own personal insurance and the platform is going to carry a million dollar policy. You're going to tell them that the property is going to be cleaned regularly after each tenant. You're going to tell them quarterly, you're going to do a deep cleaning to make sure their property is, is held up. And then I always just like to say, listen, if you go with a long-term tenant, none of these things will probably happen. You'll have to probably be responsible for small repairs, small things happening. I'll take care of anything that happens under $250. No worries. Mm. Put that in a letter and look, get on your grind and start sending it out. Send it out, send it out, send it out, send it out, send it out. Eventually, somebody is going to say, okay. I just had somebody respond to me and they have five properties and they said, here go all five addresses. Go look at them. See, tell me what you think. I think maybe one of them is going to work, not all of them, but one of them is probably going to work. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'll be honest, I ain't spend them about 45 minutes. Wow. Wow. And you, and you picked up five properties now. Yeah, they had five properties. And they said, well, if any of them you want, just go look at all five of them. I think maybe one might work. The other four didn't. But the other four might work for me to do some other kind of short-term rental that is not Airbnb. I could probably put, it's just because of the location, not the quality of the properties because they had already rehabbed them. But I might be able to put some nursing in there with, um, it's called Furnish Finder. You can find nurses. Furnish, right furnish Finder. Yep. Or, and that's um, more for traveling nurses. Traveling nurses, okay. yeah. And then there's, there's also other companies that, you know, you can research. I can't remember the name of it, but I said, oh, I need to look up. I might even be able to rent the rooms on one of them. And that's always going to bring you in more money than a long-term tenant. Because it's going to be more work, but it's going to bring you in more cash flow. And that's always where I'm at. So, so and I, everybody who said who does Airbnb says it's going to be more work. 
I hear you guys say this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of work can can someone expect, right? Because people yeah. watching this or even in our audience may not know what type of work you're you're, you're speaking about. Like, yeah. what exactly are they going to have to do to maintain these properties? Good question, right? It took me a solid year to find stable cleaners. Um, and I tell people that, I, that your cleaners will make or break your Airbnb business, Okay. period, right? And if you're cleaning yourself, you you going to make or break your Airbnb. Because <laughs> you might be tired one day. You're going to be a little tired. Little day. I don't really want to wash all that. Da, da, da. I'm, gonna, I'm just thinking I'm going to spray it down. No, it's going to make or break your Airbnb business, right? So the cleaners are so important. They are the backbone of my operation. I want to make sure that they're always good, right? We always have to be on the same same page. Then what I do is put processes in place, Right. I want all of everything to be automated. Locks, notifications, combinations for door lock combinations. Everything has to be automated, right? Because what I don't want to do is be like, oh, let me program this door and then let me send out the code. No, all our messages are programmed and automated. So that process flows smoothly, right? So I make sure my cleaner's in place. All of my notifications are automated, um, then pretty much people can check in on their own and I'm not really involved in the day-to-day process. The only thing that I'm really involved in is if there is a concern. Um, that's the only time I'm involved. Like you can also get VAs, you can get assistance to be able to send messages to people when they send you messages. I mean, most of the time people don't want anything. All they want to do is ask, can I check in early after you told them you can't check in early? <laughs> that's it really, you know, for the most part. Now, every now and then, something's going to happen, right? Have I had to get up at three in the morning and go um, uh, escort 60 people out of my property? Yes. Oh, oh let on, me tell on, you hold something. On. Hold on. Hold you, on. You said 60 so I, I, people? Yeah. 60? 60. They, they tried was, it. They was packed in that thing. <laughs> they was packed in there. But now I have processes in place to where... You know, I probably haven't had somebody try to have a party in my property in like a year. Mm. You know, I learned what I don't do here. I'm just look. I'm just I love y'all. I appreciate it. We appreciate the I'm love. about to just throw it all out there. Because what did I say? Nine times, okay. nine times out of ten, they ain't going to do what? They ain't going to do it. They ain't going to do it, right? Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Here's the play, right? I don't allow anybody to book same day. No same day booking. Right. I got to have 24 hours in between. You cannot book that day and check in that day. Right. So you can book that day and check in the next day. No same day. Cuts down on fraud. All right. Mm. I don't do one night bookings. Minimum stay is two nights. Why? You're not going to come just have a party and then leave. So that cuts down on it. I do not take local bookings. If you are from Atlanta or surrounding areas, you cannot book my Airbnb. Woo, yeah. wait a minute. You're discriminating. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> so why is that, though? Cuts down on parties. No birthday shower, no baby showers. You ain't hanging up no damn uh, balloons and shit on. <laughs> with, with your tape and glitter all but on the walls. But we love kids. But we love yeah. kids. Yeah, we love them. <laughs> um, sometimes. I like that's, that. That's a good point. But, you know, you you know go rent an event space. That's what they're for. You're not having baby showers, no bridal showers, no, no, no local parties, nothing. Because all it is is more additional wear and tear. Then they come with all their garbage and then the garbage be full before the next pickup because they, they got all their serving trays and stuff all out there and the meatballs and all that. I ain't got time for that. So oh, that's no local bookings. And when I tell you what that has done is 
Man, I sleep good at night. Because mm. you're, you're only getting um, travelers. Yes. For the most part. And that means they're coming in and out. Yeah, they're yeah. in and out. They're not a mess for yep. the most part. Yep. They ain't inviting all their cousins over to play space because most of the time they come in to go out. So <laughs> to they play don't. Space? Yeah, play space and, and hang out. You know, sucking up all my air, making the air bill go and the water bill go up, you know. So when people are out, that saves me money. So why do I want people visiting? Because they want to go out and see what's going on in Atlanta. They don't want to be in there cooking brunch because they want to go to brunch in Atlanta. Absolutely. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. it cuts down on my bills. On the counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I have I an am. Airbnb book too. I give everybody recommendations on places to go, food. That's a gem. That's a good gem. Everything. Even like down to, it's the small things that really people, I feel like they appreciate, right? Toiletries, feminine products. You left something. I got a whole basket just of, you forgot something, here you go. It's all in there. You ain't, you ain't got no, don't, no, no toothbrush, no deodorant. There you go. You know, anything you would leave, razors at the at a hotel would offer you, I provide that for my people. Mm. And you we've know? all stayed in hotels, so it's easy to get the, the service aspect of what the hotels yeah. are doing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And just implement it into your own business. It is, yeah. Even drinks. I provide complimentary drinks in the refrigerator. I don't do snacks because that's just, I just don't do it. Because like, you want you, to be thirsty, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you come in from late at night, you know, here, you got water, you got drinks, you good. Yeah. That's you, good. Yeah. I like that. I so love that a lot. That, mm-hmm. I, I like the no local booking. Yeah. That changed never, my life. I, I never thought about that before. That changed my life, for real. It, changed, it was a game changer for me. I was like, you know what? How do I stop these people from trying to have parties in my place? Because all it does is upset the neighbors. I ain't got time for that. Um, they want to feel like I understand mine are in neighborhood in communities that are being gentrified. So everybody, even the people who've been there for 30 years, they want to feel like this is our home, not for you to just be, you know, got people coming in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure my neighbors are always happy with one, the product that I renovate and two, the type of business I'm running. So I try to make sure that they, they're happy all my all my guests are keeping kind of a low profile. Like I, my rules are pretty strict. Somebody else, somebody did comment the other day. He said, you got so many rules. Yeah, I do, dude. Because <laughs> y'all be trying to do the most, right? The most. But if you're clear and concise, then when there's a discrepancy, they can't say you ain't safe. Because I said it. It's in the rules. It's in the rules. We ain't got no problems, right? And so I tell people, if you get a noise violation... It's a $250 fee, period. If you smoke in a unit, it's a $250 fee. And like, I don't even want to, I'm going to take your security deposit and we just not even going to talk about it. It just is what it is. I like mm-hmm. that. You got to be a mm-hmm. boss. Yeah. You yeah. can't be emotional in this Airbnb game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's some good money, but I like that headache you, I've heard of headaches, like middle of the yeah. night, clearing up parties, mm-hmm. whole issues going on, but there's always good and bad sides to every industry. It is. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it with is. Airbnb in our state, like where we are now, right? Since mm-hmm. we've been doing it for a while, we've coming through. We thought we were kind of clearing our way through COVID and now we're back to something else. And it's, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it, we're just, I feel like it's just going to be always be here. We're in the matrix now. We're in the matrix. We we're, are. We've been in the matrix now for now, a good, over a year. So mm-hmm. we're used to it. Yeah. What are you doing a little differently at your Airbnbs? And is it a bigger, is it more expensive to fumigate in that way or do whatever you need to do to keep it as safe as possible? Yeah. You know, we always had very high cleaning standards just because that's just how I am. Everything always gets stripped completely down. Everything mm-hmm. 
even the mattress covers, we take all of those off. We change everything. Uh, everything gets mopped, sanitized, but we've always done that. So it hasn't been like anything new for me for COVID mm-hmm. because we've always cleaned. You know, people won't come into mine and say it's not clean. It's going to mm. be clean. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that look, was important. Let's let's transition, right? Because I, I love your story how, you know, you got in the game, made some mistakes. Yeah. You said, yeah, fuck, you said fuck this. I'm going to sacrifice everything. I'm going to mm-hmm. move back with, 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 with moms. I'm going to go in the basement with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm, give me some space heaters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set up my shop. I'm not going to quit my corporate job. Yeah. You built your portfolio up. You stuck by your plan. Mm-hmm. And then now you've built your dream home. Yeah. You know, and I think that's dope because most people, once they start making money, they want to increase their expenses right quick. away. Quick, yeah. fast, in a hurry instead of staying, staying down. Yeah. Right. You know, bad. I always say this: bad boys move in silence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, you are a bad woman who moved <laughs> in silence, and now you've built your dream home. Let's talk a little bit about the that. The expense is still low. And on let's talk, let, yeah, we know it's yeah. we know it's low, but let's yeah. talk about it because it's beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you. The one thing I do love, I love all types of real estate, but I love beautiful real estate. Mm-hmm. I told you guys when I saw saw the listing, I thought I was I was competing. Always hungry, never thirsty. But yeah. I, hey, can we to sell the house? But I really want them to talk to talk about, you know, for privacy, you don't have to talk about location. Yeah. Just talk about like how you acquired the property, mm-hmm. about your expenses. Because when people think about building, I see so many people, y'all scare yourselves out of it before you can even get started. Yeah. And I think building, especially your dream property. Especially if you got a certain price point in mind, it may behoove you to look into it because mm-hmm. it could. At least you'll be satisfied with the product. Absolutely. Right now. So, I don't so think no. I, I would not have got the home I have if I didn't build it. Definitely would not have got it. I know. I saw the features. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful home. Wouldn't have got it. We're still building on it. We got three more phases. So I'm still it's landscape, all the landscaping, pool, all that's happening very soon. Um, but what happened was, honestly, it was about being in the right place at the right time. And, and you know what? It was about being in position to be able to make the move. Right. So I'll tell you, my parents neighbor had a property that they decided to donate to charity. His parents lived in the house. Parents passed away. Um, it was a, it's about a mile from my parents house. So it was like perfect. It's on three acres. He donated it to charity. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. When people start donating houses to They get money. It's, it's like, you yeah. just, just your money alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He donated it to charity. Charity couldn't do anything with the house. So I said, I buy it. Like, I'll flip it if I got to. Like, what, what do they want for it? The charity said, well, no, just give us a number. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> I gave them a number. They said, I gave them a low number. I said, ah, you know, it's. I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to have to tear it down. It's in that bad of shape. Not really. (laughs) Jim. (laughs) So, you know, I'm I'm negotiation master. I'm going to start out. I'm going to hit you, right? We're going to close mouth on your Yeah, no. So I offered them a a low amount of money. Um, And they said, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I took it. I then decided, at first I was going to flip the house. And so um, I paid cash for the property. Um, And so then I said, I think I'm living it. I took my dad over there. He said, if we take all these trees out and you build it up, it'll be really, really nice. So we ended up taking out 200 trees, 
I end up getting a. Ooh, what'd you do with that lumber? With the lumber? What'd you do with it? Did you sell it? Listen, everybody keeps saying you can sell this lumber. I don't know who's buying this lumber like that because nobody I call wanted to buy the lumber. People was like, yeah, right. We charge you. We about to tax you for it. So. Wow. Mm. Um, but it, it, the people who do come and get the lumber, they tear your land up so bad that yeah, it's, it's not kinda, worth it. Yeah, they tear it all up, and then you got to grade, you got to do all that. Even yeah. though I had to do it anyways, I probably should have tear it up. But um, yeah, no, we took down two hundred trees. I got a two or three k renovation loan, okay. refi. Okay. It wasn't a purchase because I had already bought the house. Okay, let's talk about this two hundred three k you did. Yeah, we got to run. We, now, y'all get your pen and paper out. Let's this talk is how about you, this. This is MD, MG, the mortgage guy is about to shine right now. <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to know it. This is his part. This is my assignment. He's been, he been itching. You see, he's been itching. So let's talk about this two hundred three k. Let me get ready to moderate. Let, let's let's talk about this, right? So yeah. you did a two hundred three k. What was your process like? Oof. It was rough. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you can teach a two or three K now yeah. for everything you've been through. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't necessarily rough, but it was long. I was doing it like right when COVID hit. They had took a pause, and mm. then they came back. They were like, "All right, we can do it now." Um, but it took me, and I got my profile is pretty good. I'm pretty clean. Almost six months to get approved. Damn. In the state of Georgia, I tell MG this Damn. all the time. He like two or three k. I say, yeah, okay, not in Atlanta, mm-hmm. not in Georgia. I told him it that. is I'm glad hard. Can stand behind it's it. It's hard. It's hard here. I try to tell people it's you hard. I, I tell people it, gotta it's call rough. a mortgage guy for shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> but, but so you went through the two or three k. Yeah, it was a long process, and I, and I think that's very important for everybody to know. You have just because a lender offers a two or three k doesn't mean they do two or three Ks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is very important. Your, your loan officer is not the lender. You're not working with a lender. You're mm-hmm. working with the loan officer. Yeah. If that loan officer does not have the skill set and understand the all the moving parts from HUD consultant, contractors, scope of work, et cetera, et cetera, your process will be six months, yeah. eight months, especially in something like in Georgia, because in New York and where I'm at, we're doing mostly multifamilies with two or three mm-hmm. Ks. You got permit issues. You got CO issues already that's already existing. So then that takes a little bit of time in our in our market because we have to clear those issues up prior to yeah. closing. But in, in Georgia, where you basically refinancing or purchasing a single family, mm-hmm. should be a lot cleaner to get it done. So your your loan officer is the key yeah. to success when it comes to two or three K. But let's talk about how the two or three K helped you. Again, we don't have to talk all specific numbers. I know this is your personal home, but mm-hmm. how much did it save you to come into a 203K? And just for you guys, don't, we got to still introduce it. Like they don't know, mm-hmm. 203K loan is a loan that can help you renovate your property. Correct. Yeah. So it's an FHA mortgage. Break it right? down. It's your part. It's an FHA mortgage. <laughs> it's my part. It's an FHA mortgage. Minimum, I mean, some lenders will go 580. I will recommend being above 640 because you're going to have a, a better interest rate if you're mm-hmm. above 640. If you could be 660. Then that's ideal, 660 and higher for a two or three K. Um, but it's an FHA mortgage. So the same way to get a regular FHA mortgage is the same way to get a two or three K. The only difference is the construction part. So yes. you can still put three and a half percent down, but the difference is you can get a hundred percent of of your repair cost. So I like to use two or three Ks. I call it like a training wheel for investors, right? So like a hard money, you really need to know what you're doing if you're gonna take out hard money or like a fix and flip loan. But a 203K, it gives you those training wheels in the form of a HUD consultant, 
HUD consultant is basically your construction project manager. And they're there to protect you and the lender to make sure the contractor, C-O-N capital, tractor, con, right, doesn't, doesn't con you. Yes. All right? So the contractor can't get paid unless the consultant signs off on their work. Yep. Right? So it's an it's a amazing loan. It's, very, it's underutilized. Yeah, you know, yeah. actually, people but don't. They're scared. They're afraid of it. There's a one very important part. Go ahead. It must be a primary resident. Oh, hundred fucking. <laughs> Let me. Let's be clear. It has to be. A, this is not for investing. Okay, you can use it for uh, one to four family property, condos, FHA approved condos, mm-hmm. townhomes. You can use it if you're going to buy a multifamily. I repeat, it must be your primary residence for at least twelve months. Okay. Yep. You have to live in the property, all right? Um, but yeah, continue with your story. Yeah, so I used 203K. Why did I use it? Because I knew I could only put down, I could put 3.5% down um, instead of hard money. Because hard money, what are they going to make me put down? They're going to make me, I'd already purchased the property and they were probably going to make me put 10% down. So I was like, well, let me do 203K because it's my primary residence. I try to utilize that as Anytime I can. So if mm-hmm. I can use any FHA, I'm going to utilize it. So since it was my primary residence, I did that. Plus, hard money has caps on how much cash they will give you for the renovation. Correct. My renovation was a little bit above those caps. No, three times as much. So <laughs> I was able to get the money from my 203K FHA from my plans so the, the, the appraiser had to come out and do an appraisal and be like, here's what I think your ARV is going to be after you What's finish ARV? Up. After repair value uh-huh. is what he thought the property was going to be worth when I finished building it. Right. And so I got approved. We went through the process. He came back out at the end. He was like, uh, I didn't know you were doing this. Like from the plans, you know, you don't see it till you see it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, your property is probably worth. Um, $150,000 more than what I gave you for your ARV. Wow. Mm. wow. I made more than what he gave me for my ARV. Wow. Smart. Yeah. You did smart improvements. Yeah. That was That's a gem. So oh, yeah. look, utilize two or three Ks. You got a seasoned investor over here who's getting to a bag. And she's still using two And still K. using two or three Ks. And I tell people this all the time. If you're going to use a pro- buy a primary residence, you might as well buy something that you can rehab. See, I'm mm-hmm. not into all of this pretty shiny homes Buying on the resale market, paying a buck—that's Kiana thing. You know no, I mean? no, let me she explain. loved it. She, you know what I mean? Let like, me I'm explain. like, yo, go buy that piece of shit house in the <laughs> no, best neighborhood no. and I fix that joint up. <laughs> you know I tell you all the time, no, you need to invest in that. Anytime you purchase the property, it's an investment, but invest in your level of expertise Facts. and know mm-hmm. exactly who you are and where you are. There are some people like Kiana. I don't want to lift a hammer and I don't want to call anybody. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's True. okay if that's if that's who you are. So you may want to focus more on, you know, what's going to happen in appreciation value because you are going to be in a competitive market. But if you're like, oh, I don't mind coming into a place and really putting in some work because, see, I have people, I have clients that literally bought a house with a basement. Three years later, still ain't, still to this day, and have not basement. done the basement. Yeah. But Kiana, I want you to sell my house for me. I'm like, what happened? I thought you was going to finish the basement. Oh, life got busy. Yeah. And it yeah. happens to so many people. Mm-hmm. So understand who you are, where you are, and if you're ready for that, because it is some sweat equity out here. Yeah. But uh, ain't nobody going, you know, as an agent, 
you know, I, I you know, I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not your project manager. Y'all want project managers for the fee of an agent, and it's not the same. It's not. You need a project manager. You want someone Thanks. to find you some contractors, manage those contractors, help you help you with selections. See, you need a whole extra person. Yeah. And that extra person has an extra fee. I, I, I deal with that, too, though. And that's what most people don't, they mess up. I deal with that, though. I As know. an agent, people are like, can you help me find a house in the It's an extra fee. But guess what they really want? They want a mentor. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, if you're an investor, I only do transactions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not running your, I'm not running your, I'm not doing your ARB there figuring out what your it. renovation costs are for you. You want to be an investor, you need to be an investor. Now, if you want a mentorship, that's different than me Finding you a home, yeah. putting you in a home. That's why I was like, it's, that it's different all the time. Yeah. Someone calls me like, I don't want you to put the whole package together. Oh, you want a project manager? I got you. I know someone that does that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a whole, it, it, again, it's it's a different service. And understand the service of each play, of mm-hmm. each person. Real estate agent helps you acquire the property. Project manager will manage your project, find you contractors, manage those contractors and all that stuff. Yeah. That see it's two different, two different jobs. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're gonna be we're opening this up for some questions. Mm-hmm. See you up here. Thank you so much. What's your name? What you from? Love the t-shirt. <laughs> Gotta love it. Access <laughs> over liabilities always. Um, I'm Jonathan Nelson. I'm actually uh, from Atlanta, uh, yeah. Metro Atlanta. So I know how people in Atlanta get about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're from Atlanta or not. Um but I'm actually a realtor here. Uh, I got my real estate license last year in August. So okay. I just came up on my first year. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, but I did have a question about specifically being a realtor and Airbnb. Um, so I have like some investor clients that I've been working with, and they're really interested in getting into Airbnb in Atlanta. Okay. Um, what are some resources uh, that you have used um, in order to find Airbnb uh, properties that, you know, that are legal to use. Because I have a lot of investors that are, like, trying to be inside the city, mm-hmm. uh, whether condos, apartments, whatever, um, that are looking for those properties. So, I mean, the best thing to do is if you're going to target, I don't like I don't like condos or apartments, period. That's me. I don't. Because nine times out of ten, I'm now, they're hip to corporate leases. They're not interested in letting you Airbnb in those units. Two, it's too hard. I cannot even imagine having to go take somebody a key fob to let them in to do I'm not doing all that. You pay yourself. It's too much work. If you're really an investor, that's not what you want to do. You want to be able to implement processes. And you can't implement processes if you're doing something scheming behind the back. <clears throat> so really, just what I said was, you know, Get on Zillow. Find properties that are for rent. I like single family homes. One in communities that don't have HOA. That's the perfect property for Airbnb. A single family home, no HOA. It's tons of neighborhoods in Atlanta like that. It's tons of people that have rentals that you can target for that. Um, and they hit the market. That's what's crazy. You can find them on the market. If they're looking to buy properties, you know, on the market, properties work just as good as off-market properties for finding Airbnbs. Why? Because your return on investment is higher. So you're not necessarily, you're competing on a different scale. Some people are competing just to put long-term tenants in. Their amount that they can offer is going to be different than you when you're doing it on Airbnb because your return is going to be greater. Mm. Gems. gems. Thank you. Big gems. Next question. Love the tea again. Hello. Oh, Hello. We're not. Y'all not playing. Okay. Oh, we're not. <laughs> it's How a lifestyle. Um, I'm Jamal. Uh, I'm from 
Georgia and New York at the same time. I was born in New York, raised Half in Georgia. Way. Oh, and then I, went, I, went yeah, I, I swear York, I was just so thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was raised, you know, raised in the both both states at the okay. same time. Okay. But um, I kind of had a question about you say you buy and then you boarded up the windows and just hold them for a while. Yeah. I see a lot of people doing that, like when I'm driving for dollars, uh, looking for distressed properties and stuff. But I never really understood like why they're doing that. How do you target stuff like that? So. Detroit is different, you know. Um, the neighborhoods are turning, but not as quickly. But even here, you know, there are a ton of people in 08 who bought properties down here in Georgia, and they're still holding them and not selling them, or people can't haven't been able to get in touch with them, um, the actual owners of the property. But I like to buy, here's another thing I do. I buy dilapidated buildings, right, that I don't want to do anything with. I bought one here in Georgia. Right. I bought it in 2018. It was off Bolton Road. Mm. They are now Atlanta housing development is getting ready to build 225 units. I was fighting with city of Atlanta for six months over this property because they won. They had a um, $700,000 lien on it, a demolition lien. Right. And they were trying to separate that and make you pay by parcel. So my portion was like $48,000. I only paid $8,700 for it. Here's what happened. I was getting ready to pay the $48,000 because my parcel is worth, was worth, was worth a hundred. By the time they divided it up, the land itself, city of Atlanta probably would have had to pay me out $150,000, So I was like, fuck it, I'll pay the uh, foreclosure <laughs> link because y'all going to pay me before y'all can build anything. Yeah. We dig, we dig, we dig. I bought this property off auction, right? Here's why you always get title insurance. J.P. Morgan Chase did not have the right to sell me it. They didn't own it when they sold it to me, and the title search didn't find it. So we're in litigation. I'm literally in court. The judge is like, so you don't own it? I'm like, I don't own it. She's like, you don't own it. I'm like, I don't own it. She was on my side. She, she wanted to tell them they couldn't foreclose. Mm. And um, come to find out, I didn't own the property, but I had title insurance, so I got my $8,700 back. But I still pick up properties just like that, dilapidated properties, and I hold them. For a small investment, if you do your research, you'll realize you'll be able to get the return on them. Pay your taxes, hold on to them. And that's what I'm doing with Detroit. Detroit is going to turn. There's growth in Detroit. And then I'm just going to sell mine off. Because Mm. I don't, me personally, don't like renovating long distance. Mm. Great question. Great question. All right, so that's going to be our last question. Okay. We we got time for one more, boss? If y'all can make it quick. Make it, last question, real quick. Wait, I'm just answering two, two yes, more. no, yes, no. Yeah, yeah real quick. Oh, I don't, it's, it, I don't last have two. Come, come in close. We're going to get your questions. Um, I don't, it's not a yes, no question, but it, it piggybacks off your Airbnb experience. So I've been doing Airbnb for the past three years with my first investment property. I became the super host, host ambassador, all that other stuff. How do you deal with Airbnb? Because I heard you mention security deposits and, um, you know, the smoking, the pets, the parties, all the problems that come with the VRBO business. And from my experience, I've had a difficult time trying to secure security deposits from people who destroy my property from either smoking, pets, combination of the two parties, because Airbnb always tends to tell me, oh, we don't have a way of enforcing security deposits. However, um, speaking outside and after hearing you, I spoke with India and um, the other young lady Mm -hmm. that is your business partner. And they informed me that they do the same thing. They're able to get the security deposits. So clearly, 
you know, I'm missing something. So I would like to know what that is. So here you go. <laughs> I, I'll break it down really quickly, right? So with on Airbnb, you you have to have your documentation. You have to do it right away, right? So this is the, really the only time that I actually do work. If I have a smoking issue, my cleaners, I have their their template and everything. I put in that the cleaning fee was this amount to deep clean for smoking. I submit that to um, the guest, the receipt, mm -hmm. the pictures, any damages on it. If they, if they left ashes, anything, we take pictures of that in the trash can. Here, they were smoking in the property. I submit it to, um, to them, ask them to pay the claim. If they don't, then I go through arbitration pro adjudication process with Airbnb, right? But I always make sure I have invoices, pictures, and video of every single thing, right? And sometimes you're going to have to fight with them. I, 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 have, to, I have to fight with them. Um, and their, their process is not as good as it should be. It's trash. Yeah, it's trash. And they know that it needs to be improved and they're supposed <clears throat> to be improving it. But what has helped me is always having more than enough documentation, always. Perfect. So there's actually a loophole in the. Okay. And I was wondering for house hacking, I'm thinking about starting that as a way to jump into real estate. What would be the one thing that you wish you would have done differently? When I house hack? Yes. I probably wouldn't have did anything differently. I tell anybody looking to start, you don't own your primary residence. The best thing you can do. I mean, you cannot beat this. This is the this is number one thing. You do not own your primary residence. Don't try to go buy. Sorry, Kiana. The cute, expensive house. You need to. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. Your first property should be a multi-unit dwelling. Listen, and here in Atlanta, it's not a lot of them, right? So what do you have to do? You got to be creative, right? Find something with a basement. You live in the basement. You rent the top out. I would do that till I couldn't do it no more. So I was just, I was just like, you know what? I can't freaking move again. Do it over and over again. In 10 years, you'll look up. You can have 10 properties. Mm. Do that. I love that. Yeah, right. That was a gem. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that, was, that was a gym right there. This was fast and fun. Yes, <laughs> you did amazing. No, you did amazing. This Thank was a you. lot of information. Um, I, I love the sacrifice. Thank right? you. I think that's the, one of the most important things that I learned from this episode is that you just got to sacrifice in life. Even when you start getting to where you, where you want to be, there's always a different level. Yeah, of course. And you have to make sacrifices even to get to, to, to that level yeah. as, as well. So um, look, man, we, all, we like to end it. With, oh, yeah, um, we got to end it. We got to end it. We got to know a rant in the gym that you get from, because you in it, basically, you're in all the real estate industry. So, what is a, a rant that you have about your industry and what is a gym that you want to drop? Oh, it costs more money not to do things the right way the first time. Mm. It always costs more. It costs me, I've had $40,000 mistakes not, not doing things the right way. So, I always tell people, do it the right way. It will save you money in the long term. Mm. And the gym, I would say, is execution. It's so important, right? It's not going to just fall in your lap and come to you. You are going to have to step out. You are not going to know all the answers, period. I don't always know all the answers. You're not going to know all the steps to take. But I promise you, if you take the first step, you will figure out the rest of it. Get as much education as you have and then step out and do it, period. That's it. Man. That's what separates the great people from the people who don't accomplish anything. Mm. Amazing. All right. Thank you. Thank oh, you so much. Lee. I feel honored. Y'all are 
so where great. To, let people know where to find yeah. you, your social media handles, what are you offering, all that stuff. I know you have classes, whatever you have yeah. to help assist these people. Tell everyone where to find Perfect. you. I'm Alexis Lee Real Estate on all platforms, everything, website, all social media platforms. I am having a rehab class. If you're interested in rehabbing, I'm having my last class in August, um, last class of the year. Um, and it might be the last class, insight on-person class forever. Um, but then I have online classes that I'm looking to focus on. So I teach online classes. I have a course, um, How to Find Lots of Land for Under $1,000, um, probably one of my most popular courses. Um, and so it's all out there on my website. Look, man. I love it. This was an amazing episode. Thank you again for the gems. Thank Lots you Lots of gems today. Um, y'all tune in. Tap in with Alexis Lee. Go to all the platforms. And um, thank you guys for tuning in for Rants and Gems. This is Matt Garland. And then my lesson number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And this is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. And thank you for tuning in for another episode another of the Rants one. and Gems show. I love it. <laughs>